Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! When 6.15 hits, nothing is off the table. This is No Boundaries with Zach Donaldson and Connor Griffin, live on Com Radio. What's up, danger? Like, what's up, danger? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into No Boundaries. It's been a little bit. Been a couple weeks since we've been on the air, but nonetheless, we are back. Connor Griffin, Zach Donaldson, here in studio at the Willard Media Commons, the Belisario Media Center, of course, and we are ready to roll. We've got a packed slate today. A lot of topics to discuss, a lot of good NFL coverage, a lot of good um, NBA, some college hoops as well. I don't know, just a bunch of different stuff. Meanwhile, I'm looking at the audio. I need to turn my mic down a little bit. I probably was just screaming. Anybody who's listening to this with headphones on is probably like, you know, their ears are bleeding. But I think that's a little bit better now. Yeah, we're okay. Sure, we're ready to roll. Zach, how are you? Ready to roll indeed. So, yeah, it's, man, it's, it feels like it's been forever. Is it, week, is it two weeks? Two weeks, I two think. Two weeks, yeah. Man, so much stuff to talk about. A lot has happened in the sports world. So I'm amped. I definitely have some takes. I'm ready to fire off. You want to get right in? Should we dive? Yeah, of course, let's dive right in. All right. Sounds good. We'll start off with the NFL. That's I, I think that the biggest storylines yeah. are there yeah. this week. First of all, we'll start off with the with the uh, conference championship games on Sunday, but there's plenty of other news outside of actual games off the field that's going on right now. But first and foremost, uh, the biggest game of the weekend for me, obviously there are only two of them, but the bigger one was Bengals Chiefs Bengals getting the 27 to 24 win in overtime uh, over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Despite being on the road, they were at Arrowhead. Nonetheless, Joe Burrow, second-year quarterback, comes away with the win. Huge comeback win as well. They were down 21-3. to Zach, what were you making of that game? I had so many thoughts about that game, and I was just like so proud of Joe Burrow, even though I have no yeah. connection to him whatsoever. But what were you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo that. There are two things I, I, I took away, two things that I think summed up you know, that game. Joe Burrow... Burr, Joe Burrow, man. Holy cow. I mean, I knew he would be good. I, I thought he would be good. I thought he would definitely, you know, keep this Bengals franchise, at least give them a chance to, you know, be competitive and be a competitive team. But, I mean, the things that he's done in, in his second year and just, you know, the the swag, the poise that he, that he has has completely, you know, changed the culture in, in Cincinnati. And... The, I, th- I think I remember we were talking about, you know, who who we thought would, you know, um, make it to the Super Bowl. We'd be like, yeah, we can see all these teams except the Bengals. Yeah. And yet here, here, here they are. The Cincinnati Bengals are representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. And, you know, that, the, the main reason is, is number nine under center. But, you know, you also have to give credit, referring to that game, even though it, it looked like, Jackson Mahomes came out in the second half instead of Patrick Mahomes and shoulder pads. But the defensive adjustments 
that that they made in that second half, I mean, they completely you know changed the the outcome of that game. The the Chiefs' offense was it was a tale of two halves for them, and I, I think it really came down to the defensive adjustments that were made by the Bengals, especially you know even at the end of that first half when the Chiefs drove down and weren't able to get into the end zone at the end of the first half, Tyree Kill tried to do too much, I think, and um, ultimately they didn't get points off of that. I think that really you know gave the Bengals some life and some hope going into halftime and I mean you know that's it seems like all all Joe Burrow needs is is just an inch and he can make something happen yeah and just going off of Joe Burrow I issued an apology on him or to him rather just because I did not think that he was going to have the type of career that he's had so far I mean we're only in season two and you could say that he's I mean 10 times more accomplished than a guy like Baker Mayfield uh, the, the the numbers, the, the the milestones, winning playoff games, going to a Super Bowl, overall just his mechanics and I think his presence in the pocket exceeds anything uh, that half the league probably has, honestly. I, I've just been really pleased to see the way that he's progressed. And also, people I don't think are talking about this enough, the dude tore his ACL in, yeah. in his first season. Like, that could have been disastrous yeah. for the rest of his career. But nonetheless, he's been able to to keep it going and not just keep it going, but obviously propel his team to this mega stage, even though they're the Cincinnati Bengals. They've been a joke for decades. <laughs> and he has no offensive line. The defense, even though they, they came out and performed so well in the second half on Sunday, it's not like this entire season we've been going, yo, the Bengals defense. Like, we haven't been— Very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. it's been very inconsistent. He is the one thing that has been consistent about that team, though, and he did will them to a win on Sunday. Yes, the defense, I would say, gets more of the credit, but in terms of confidence, like there isn't a single person on that roster who says, oh, yeah, I don't trust Joe Burrow to to get us back into this game. I think everybody in that locker room has so much faith in him and Mm -hmm. so much belief in him and you saw it full force. Like, they just rallied around him. And, it, it, again, it goes back to his poise and his confidence, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Something unlike I've ever seen in a second-year quarterback in this league. And I'm so glad that he's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, glad he's going to the Super Bowl. Honestly, me too. It's going to be – it's it's interesting because it's honestly a win-win, I think, for football fans. He's got Joe Burrow on one side and then Matthew Stafford on right. the other. Like, somebody, I mean, somebody said it was the most likable Super Bowl matchup yep. that we've seen. I mean, really, you know, you, you, you can't go wrong. But, I mean, how, how big would it be? I mean, if, if if a guy like this were to come in and, and win the Super Bowl in his second year, I mean, I think he's already on the on his way to being the the, the new face of the league, at least one of them. I I loved I loved his his Instagram picture, yeah, with the the caption Cartier glasses. I won't even peek at you. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. I love it. Joe Burrow, he's gained a huge. I I was a, I was a fan of him, but he's gained a huge fan of me. Like after, throughout yeah. this, you know this. This this playoff run. I mean, how can how can you not just respect it? Respect so, baller status, man. That's that's what I've struggled with too. Is because first of all, he started off as an Ohio State Buckeye. I did not like him, and then he goes down to LSU, and of course has this monstrous season. One one of the biggest seasons, one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback in the sport of college football. But at the same time, I'm saying to myself, okay. This is like a one-time thing. This is pretty much a fluke because the previous year he was not that good. He was a third stringer or might have even been a fourth stringer at Ohio State. I was like, this is him having Joe Brady, 
This is him having all this NFL talent surrounding him. The one time that they did face Alabama and Tua Tagovailoa during the regular season, obviously they won that game, but Tua was not 100%. So I was like, they caught some breaks. I I also think that, you know, they they thrashed Georgia in the SEC championship game. I thought that Georgia was way overhyped. Um, that Clemson Definitely. team that they beat in the national championship was not the same Clemson team. They they railed Oklahoma. Oklahoma was a fraud that entire season, as they have been for many years. So I just I saw all these things lining up. I was like, I just don't think that this Joe Burrow hype is that big, nor should it be. And nonetheless, yeah, I was totally wrong, absolutely wrong, because he has been unbelievable. And now, even though I, I just wanted to constantly doubt him, doubt him, doubt him, not like him, I take that back. It wasn't like I disliked him during his Heisman campaign. At the beginning when he was an Ohio State Buckeye, yes, I did dislike him. But I wanted to just... I did not want him to succeed. I put that put it that way. It wasn't like I was rooting against him. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I have no care in the world if this guy does well or not. Now, yeah, I want him to win the, the Super Bowl. Like yeah. I, I want him to win it all because I, I, I turned so 180 on him. Like I'm such a huge fan of him now. Flip yeah. side, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You brought it up a little bit. Awful. Yeah. Choked. I, I would say he lost them the game. See ya. Choked away the second half. Um, late in the game when they were trying to either tie it to go into overtime or get a touchdown, they had the ball. All those timeouts left, they, they had their pick of the, the pick of the litter. They could have done anything. They had the entire playbook open. And he, what, they lost 20 yards or something when they had the ball at the nine because he's circling back around in the pocket trying to make something out of nothing. He's fumbling the football. I mean, it was, and then in overtime, he threw the one pick on that first drive. You could have made the argument that the two throws before that pick were even more outrageous. Yes, like it was just, I thought, yeah, it, it was wild to it see was. how much he just cracked. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't believe it. That's fine. Yeah, that's what I said. It looked like Jackson Mahomes came out in the second half, put the shoulder pads on. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I, does it, this it sour did. your view of Patrick Mahomes? I know we just saw him in, in an epic game with Josh Allen, where obviously. He, he came up and won, but, I mean, the very next week, it was a complete polar opposite player. Yeah, I, I, I saw, I mean, it it took him, I saw something on Twitter, it took him 13 seconds to tie, you know, the Bills um, in this week. It took him 13 seconds to lose the game. It took him 13 seconds to, to throw that yeah. pick in, in overtime, essentially. So, yeah, very, I mean, I that's not how I expected that second half to go at all. I did not expect him. I don't know what happened in the locker room, what happened at halftime, but it, it looked like you know he was clocked out or, or something wasn't something wasn't right with mm-hmm. him. Something changed. Yeah, and I love surprising. I'm, I'm glad that Andy Reid got that one Super Bowl mm-hmm. because once again he's making it to the final stage. He's making it to the conference championship and just can't punch his ticket and get to the Super Bowl. It, it, part of it, I, yeah, I think, is coaching. But in this case, yeah, I think a lot of it came from the fact that your star player it, he wasn't there. Just Yeah, he was on the goal line. He was just, like, hesitating to throw yeah. the ball, and he trying to make something cute happen with his legs, fumbling. Yeah. It's not how I expected that to go. No. I, 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 he got bailed out when it was Bucker who hit that field goal to yeah. put it into overtime. I was like, oh, my God. Because that was no gimme. That was a nope. 40-something yarder when they had the ball at the 9. Yes, he lost it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, just just a weird sighting. That is one thing about Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he is one of the best players in this league, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks we've ever seen in the game. But 
he has real cold streaks. And this time it was in the middle of a game. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it was just – it was weird. I, I couldn't believe it. And yeah. now, uh, yeah, I don't want to start the, the debate or anything like that, but you could legitimately say, I think, that Josh Allen is the better quarterback. I think so. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a debate, I think. All right. I didn't want you to think I was crazy. I just, no, there's a lot of guys I think you could – that AFC, the AFC's in good hands. Well, yeah, no kidding. Like, what what happens out. in two weeks on mm-hmm. Super Bowl Sunday is going to be very telling. We're yes. going to figure out a lot about Joe Burrow. Yeah. And if he performs really well, God, if he, if he wins the whole thing, then you could probably say that he's maybe a top five quarterback in this league. Some people are already saying that. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you got to, you know, it's got to be in a discussion. Yeah. So, anyway, I just love watching that game. I loved everything about the Bengals going on the road, beating the Chiefs, who I had winning the whole thing at this stage. Because they were the the really, they were the only true traditional power in this modern NFL that was left in the playoffs. You could say maybe the Rams have been up there, but the Chiefs, I mean, for the past five years have been unbelievable, so. Um, or however long it's been. I, I'm losing total track of time. Yeah, five, give or take. Yeah, yeah give or mm-hmm. take five years. And with Andy Reid, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, all of them staying together, you know, when, when they win that Super Bowl a couple years back, you're like, oh, they can dominate for the next 10 years. So, anyway, I, I was shocked to see that happen, and I was very glad to see it happen because I, I was. I was rooting for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. NFC, though, the Rams – Beat the 49ers 20 to 17. I actually, I, I really, I, I did want kind of a, a Niners Bengals Super Bowl just because I thought it would have been very wacky, but fitting for this year. How yeah. This year's oh, my God. Yeah. This postseason is the wackiest postseason I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, we get the Rams in there. The Rams beat the, uh, the 49ers 20 to 17. Now the Rams get a conference championship game in SoFi Stadium and then they'll get. The, the Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium, too, which is so crazy. Back-to-back back years, years where the home team has gotten to play in their home stadium. What are the chances of that? Yeah. How much of that game did you – I'm assuming you watched that I, game, right? Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what did you think? There was a good portion of that where I was, I was talking to my buddies like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo is really going to bring the Niners to two Super Bowls in four years. Yeah. I, it really looked like, especially after McVay had – made like very questionable decisions you know with the challenges and the timeouts it seemed that you know that the that the Niners were just gonna you know pull it out and the Rams just didn't have what it takes and that Kyle Shanahan was indeed in Sean McVay's head because it looked like it for a lot of that game but then you know Jimmy G turned into Jimmy garbage or whatever you want to say and um he could not get it done and I think there was there was a two play sequence where I knew that game changed, and it was the Jaquaski Tart dropped interception, yep. and then the Beckham completion and penalty. That's when that game changed, and I knew it, and I I just I I knew it. I knew that 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 gave the Rams life, and I mean you take Matthew Stafford over Jimmy G any any day in in those type of games, uh-huh. and you know you saw the last two drives the 49ers offense just could could do nothing, and uh yeah Matthew Stafford. Go, he's going to the Super Bowl too. That's it's 
Unfortunate for Detroit. This may be the closest that they ever get to a Super Bowl with yeah. Stafford and then Eminem playing the halftime show. Yeah, honestly. I can't <laughs> wait for the halftime show, by the way. That halftime show is going to be amazing. But it's it's funny because one of our fellow Com Radio members, Emily McGlynn, is a Detroit Lions fan. And she came into our management meeting the other day. She's going, hey, Matthew <laughs> Stafford's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's not yours anymore. <laughs> I know. Um but no, it's it's definitely good to see, and it is. It was a cool juxtaposition, I thought, because on one side you have the Rams, who had a quarterback, who led them to the Super Bowl. They ditched him and got somebody better. They they swung heavy, and then you have the Niners, same thing with a quarterback who got them to the Super Bowl, but Jimmy Garoppolo has hit his ceiling. Yeah, like he he's not getting any better than this. And if you're a 49ers, yeah, you, you either got to move off of him and replace him with Trey Lance. Obviously, you know, they didn't really um, – Yeah, I don't know if that's what they're <laughs> leaning towards right now. Um, I don't know if he's ready at the moment. Or, you know, you try and find another quarterback on the market because this is a very good team and they're scrappy. I love Debo Samuel. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, they're not getting any better than this and they're not – elevating anymore with Jimmy G at the helm. Yeah. So they're they're definitely in a precarious situation right there. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um but yeah, another great game. It was crazy though to see the the Rams go into victory formation. In in these playoffs like it's either oh, yeah, it's right. a it's a blowout <laughs> and you know, it's like I don't even know, like just random subs on the field or it's a last second buzzer beater. You know, game-winning field goal in the last play. It was weird to see victory formation with the starters yeah, out there. It was. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was, it was a great playoffs. Obviously, we still have one more game left. And uh, I guess we can get into Super Bowl predictions next week. Yeah. We we'll, we'll, we'll hold we on. we got a week to, to sit on it and, you know, figure out what's going to it's, it's going to be a – it's a very intriguing one. Yeah. Very intriguing one. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I know where you're leaning in terms of, like, a rooting interest, right? You're going Joe Burrow. It's tough. Like it's a, it's a win-win. I like, it's a very you know it's a likable Super Bowl. Like you said, yeah. I don't know if I, I'd love to see Stafford win. I'd love to see you know Beckham win. Donald add a, add a ring to his already legendary career. You know, that's yeah. Andrew Whitworth. How bad? How bad would that suck for him yeah. to finally go to the Super Bowl and then lose to the team that he was on the he was on the Bengals for his entire career. Yeah, and then he's on the Rams, and then that would that would. That would, that would really suck for him, because he's a guy who really deserves it. He's a, he's he's a, I saw he has the most um, most games played um, in terms of active players next to Brady. There you go. So yeah, he's been doing it for a long time at a high level. That would be unfortunate to see him go down like that. It's a pff, man. I don't know. We'll see. Ask me next week. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Scott, Grant Haley also yep. on the Rams. You're right. Nick Penn Scott State with connections. a huge hit. On Debo Sam. Legal hit. It was totally legal. Mm-hmm. But still, man. That Dang was it. wild. Rocked. Yeah, I know. Good stuff. Well, that is conference championship week. Weekend, rather. And now, after the commercial break, we will pivot into some more NFL news that was made official today. And then also some other news around the league. Because there are a lot of storylines going on today, Zach. A lot of storylines. We'll cover it all after the break. You are listening to No Boundaries right here on Con Radio. 
Friday, Friday, Friday. Nittany Record Club is from 4.05 to 5.05 p.m. Friday, Friday, Friday. Colton Plazuski and Emily McGlynn take on a new guest each week to discuss recent entertainment happenings. Friday, Friday, Friday. Get all your music, movie, and celebrity drama on Nittany Record Club. Be there or be impaired. You will not become impaired for not listening. I don't want to. I hate. I hate going and and attack, attacking people's intelligence, but I do it all the time. This um, is Joe. Sometimes Joe gets into bad moods and attacks Monday, people's Monday intelligence. Please be nice to Joe. Except every Thursday from two forty-five to three forty-five on phone booth, Com Radio Sports Debate Talk Show. Then we give you every right to be mean to Joe. Need somewhere to find out about all the latest news in the world of racing? Well, we have you covered. Will Kyle Larson repeat as NASCAR's champion? Who is the biggest threat to Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen? It's a new year with new cars in both series. This is going to be wild. Tune in to Shifting Gears with Evan Papalis and Dale Ostrander for your weekly dose of NASCAR and Formula One storylines. Crank it up every Thursday night from 4.55 to 5.25, live on Tom Radio. What if Peyton Manning was drafted by the Jets? What if Le'Veon Bell wasn't signed by the Jets? What if the Jets had a decent roster to build Stop around franchise quarterback Zach Wilson? While those scenarios may not be explored, you can still tune into What If Sports on Com Radio with Logan Barandis, Eric Fenstermaker, and Mac Young on Wednesdays from 8.10 to 8.40 p.m. to hear other different questions get answered live on Com Radio. Welcome back into No Boundaries with Zach Donaldson and Connor Griffin, right here on Com Radio. No Boundaries back here at the Belisario Media Center. Just covered conference championship weekend. Going to get into some other NFL news. Tom Brady. Of course, it was reported over the weekend, I guess it was Saturday, that he was going to be retiring. Uh, but it was never made official. I was looking at it, and I'm like, Tom Brady still hasn't said anything. Reports are now saying that, you know, he hasn't spoken to the Buccaneers at all. Bruce Arians didn't know he was retiring, all this stuff. So I was like, this is probably like a fake report. I don't think that this is real. And I thought that we were very well going to see sometime this week Tom Brady come out and announce, no, I'm staying. I'm not retiring. That was just fake. But regardless, he comes out today. And uh, he says officially, yeah, I'm done. And he has retired from the National Football League. He retires, of course, with seven Super Bowl rings, six in New England, one in Tampa Bay. Which, looking back on that, it's, it's still wild to me how he won one in Tampa Bay. Like, that, that's just absurd. Right. Um, especially at his age. You could make the argument, too, and this is even more wild to say, could make the argument he still has about two or three good years left. Absolutely. And that's why I'm partially shocked to see him leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I can see reasons why he would want to. So he officially retires, and we are now in the post-Tom Brady era. I'm sure there are plenty of people rejoicing. But I think overall, I'm, I'm kind of sad by it. I don't know how you feel. I mean, definitely. Obviously, I want to thank him for, for giving me, 
for just c- coming up short. But one of the one of the very few times he's come up short in his legendary career, I want to thank him for that, giving the <laughs> the city of Philadelphia and me one of the best moments of my life. But but no, I mean yeah, you 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 said it. I I think he absolutely has some some more in the tank. I mean he had a career high passing yards yeah. this year, one extra game, albeit. But and then he he's, he threw for back to back. Um, in back-to-back seasons, he threw for 40 touchdowns these past two years. So he's, he's, he's essentially, you know, you can make an argument that he's getting better um, as, as he's getting older. But, I mean, I, t- I totally get it. He's, he's you know, he's, he's lived, he's had three Hall of Fame careers in one. Yeah. Essentially. And, you know, at some point, you know, he's got a, he's a, always been a family man. Um, that's n- no secret. And, you know, you, you got to imagine he just wants to, you know, kick back, relax enjoy enjoy life with his family i saw something on twitter um the days between brady's birth and tom brady getting drafted 8292 the days between brady getting drafted and retiring just under 8000 at 700 961 so tom brady the math on that he's been in the nfl for 49% of his life that's which is, scary it's it's scary it's it's insane whichever whichever word you you want to describe that, that is as scary. but yeah, he um, he he deserves retirement because this yeah. is a the undisputed goat in in my opinion. Just the the Brady stats, I'll never get enough of just the Brady stats. Yeah. He's played with you know fathers and, and sons, and he's he's won more Super Bowls than uh, you know half the franchises have been to. You know, only three teams have more playoff wins than than this singular man. When one of them one of them's the Pats. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so just if. If you, I mean, if you take out that that 2008 ACL year, Brady was a starting quarterback for 20 seasons, and in those he had more Super Bowl wins than seasons that ended before the conference championship. Yeah, like I, that's the ridiculous part. It, I, I'll never get like I said, I'll never get enough seeing these seeing these Brady stats. It's just a ridiculous career, unprecedented, and I don't know. I don't know when his his numbers and his records will be touched just because of pure longevity. It's it's just insane and it's I mean it's crazy, you know, he came in as an injury replacement to to Drew Bledsoe and and what was that two, 2001 and the rest is history. Wild. You you could make the argument that it made sense for him to retire because while yes, he won the Super Bowl last year for the most part he had a 100% healthy team last season. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a lot more injuries. Chris Godwin out. Offensive line was struggling to stay healthy late in the season, especially yeah. as we got into the playoffs. I mean, when they were playing the Birds, you know, so many people were going down. Yep. Um, so you could make the argument, while, yes, he still does have a couple more good seasons, he's no longer at the point in his career where he can take – an in, in injury-riddled roster, or he can take a lesser roster and elevate them to become a Super Bowl team. Maybe that's not the case. Even though, even though, yes, it was an awful first half against the Rams, still almost won that ball game in, in the divisional round. So you could make that argument, and you could say, yeah, you're probably never going to get another scenario like you got last year. Um, but, yeah, it's it still – tough to see because like I said I, I still believe he could be one of the best starting quarterbacks in the league if he were to return but I understand why not 
Um, I'm trying to think. There was something else that I wanted to say on top of the the drama going on. I see a lot of Patriots fans mad that he didn't thank the the Patriots organization in his retirement goodbye on Instagram. Did you see that? Oh, I did not see that. Interesting. It's it's. I mean, it's about three or four Instagram slides in the post. Yeah. Not a single mention of the Patriots. It's solely Bruce Arians, uh, the Bucks owner, uh, Bucks GM, the city of Tampa. It's nothing about New England. So obviously there are a bunch of people who are mad about that, maybe thinking that he was slighting New England and all Patriots fans and that organization and everything like that. Mm. I I disagree, but it's just yeah. it's causing a stir is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's fine. I, I think he already thanked the city I of think New so England. And I don't. You can't. He can't deny like what you know the city's done for them. What that organization did. For yeah. Him. He was there for half his life. You know. Yeah. He can't. And I, don't, I don't know why he didn't do that. But I don't think it's anything either. Well, also, yeah, he still does have a very good relationship. Last time I saw with Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, yeah. dicey yeah. relationship. Kind of hard to to tell. It's a little bit edgy, but. Um, I think at the very least he, he still greatly respects Belichick and everything. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not reading too much into that. One thing I did not like about this whole thing, and it's part of this urge to be first in journalism and this urge to, to get the scoop, I don't like how this retirement went down Mm-mm. at all. Me neither. Uh, this is a guy who should have gotten one of the grandest receptions when it came to his retirement, should have been on his terms, should have been, you know, totally the way he wanted it to be because he gave so much to this sport, not just the league, but to the sport. And you have the guys like Adam Schefter coming out on Saturday. Oh, yeah, he's retiring. He he, he announces that he's retiring. He didn't say anything. Uh, I, I just hated it. I didn't like to see it. And, of course, yeah, he comes out today, and it's not this big of a story because yeah. we've known for three days, four yeah. days. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of that. Nonetheless, he's retired. Yeah, should have been a lot more grand. Absolutely. Yeah, it just felt very flat. But whatever. He's out of here. Sad to see. I hated the guy when he went to Tampa Bay. I actually really came to like him these past two years. I, I was I was rooting for him last year in the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, it's still – yeah, it's weird to see him go. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, Aaron Rodgers has some very interesting times ahead of him this offseason. I have always said he's the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. Not the best quarterback, the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. He really, I screwed himself over, like shot himself in the foot this postseason. And now, yes, you had another MVP caliber season. Yes, you had, were they the best team in the NFL record-wise? I think they were. Yeah, I think think so. Um, Best team in the NFL you're really starting to click with your coach, with Matt LaFleur. Despite all that, you still found a way to choke, and you're still not getting it done in Green Bay. Does he need to go elsewhere? I don't know. I don't know if there would be another situation out there that would be more suitable to him. But there are people speculating. You know, They're saying Steelers. They're saying maybe he goes to Tampa Bay now that Tom Brady is exited. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Interesting. I've heard both of those, and I think, you know, there they might be possibilities. I mean, Steelers obviously in the market for a quarterback. Will they draft one? Who knows? 
Um, and then Tampa Bay, I mean, they got they have Kyle Trask up next. I mean, who knows, you know, what he looks like. But another interesting one, I think, is Denver. People have talked a lot about it, comparing, yeah. you know, Peyton Manning um, to towards the end of his career, how he went there and was able to win a Super Bowl, you know, courtesy of Von Miller. But uh, nonetheless, and they just hired Nathaniel Hackett, Packers yeah. offensive coordinator, as as there. So, you know, that's a interesting connection there. But I. I, I will say that I don't think he I don't think he goes back to Green Bay. I, I really would, I would kind of be shocked if he does, just because you know how things have shaken out. They have been definitely this year. I was like, okay, this has to be the Packers' year. Like I, I, I thought really so thought it. I really really thought it was. Um, even even the past couple of years, you know, like oh the Packers, and then they always you know find a way to just choke it away. And now sometimes. You know, most of the times it has not been directly his fault, but this year, I I think it was. Watching that game, yeah. I mean, dude didn't look anybody's way but Devontae Adams. Yep. And on that last, you know, the, the crucial drive, he decided to feed that ball, feed one of those balls to Adams. I think it was on third down when he had Lazard streaking across the middle. And a lot of people said that, you know, he wanted to win, you know, with, with just he and his guy, like he and Adams going out there and doing it. I don't know how, you know, how much validity there is to that. Um, kind of like, you know, sticking it to the Packers. Um, but, you know, I think it's an interesting point because, you know, they're, they're, they were on shaky terms entering this season. And, you know, even they got off to a rocky start. But people kind of pushed that narrative to the side after they started winning and everything. But, you know, Rodgers really, really hasn't, you know, I don't know. I feel like. I just feel like his time time in Green Bay is up. What is he? I think he's he's 38, 39. Mm-hmm. You know, I I feel like it's time for him to to move on. I mean, especially cuz speaking of Devontae Adams, he needs to get paid. Yeah. Are they going to pay him? Who knows. This is a very interesting situation, but I would be surprised if he goes back to Green Bay. Well, so my problem with this is and part of the reason why I say I don't see his situation improving in another city. I just I don't think he's a leader. Like I, I, look at a guy like Tom Brady. Fair Fair, yeah. Look at a guy like Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a leader. He elevates the people around him. I don't see Aaron Rodgers as that type of guy. And then you saw it as you just so smartly brought up with the Devontae Adams thing. Yeah. A, a real leader will be trying to spread the wealth and trying to get more of a rapport with his other receivers. He just wants to focus solely on Devontae. And I, I think, yeah, his – Natural demeanor does not spark yeah. um, a whole lot of yeah. following, I, think I guess he, you could say. Yeah, I think he elevates people with his skill because I, I agree. I think he's the most skillful, talented quarterback that game has ever seen. But that leadership aspect, that demeanor, that poise, just the, the hey, guys, follow me. I'm going to lead you to the, the promised land. I don't really see it all the time with him. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's a bummer, too. Yeah. He should have way more than just one Super Bowl. Um, yeah, especially considering what that was, 2010. Yeah. That was 12 years ago. Oh, wow, it's yeah. forever. Yeah. Regardless, should be an interesting off season for Mr. Rogers. Last thing before we go to break, we can touch on this real quick. Brian Flores, news came out today. He is suing the NFL. Uh, the New York Giants are also involved in, in the lawsuit as well um, for discrimination in hiring. And there was also. I don't know if this was part of the report or if this was something different because this literally just broke before we went on the air. 
Uh, I have obviously not read the lawsuit yet, but part of it is Dolphins. Um, it was either the GM or the owner. Yeah, Stephen Ross. Was it Stephen Ross? Yeah. Who was offering a hundred thousand dollars every time Brian Flores lost as the Dolphins head coach because Ross wanted a better draft pick? Wild. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, how do you, like, get crazy is, crazy is, I think, the best, you know, most fitting word. Wild when I saw this report. I mean, just how do you feel if you're, like, how do you feel if you're, like, a Dolphins Dolphins fan in this this scenario? It's got to be, got to be pretty, pretty sickening. And then just to to fire a guy like this who had, I would say, I don't want to say immense success, but he found success when, the Dolphins, you know, they aren't really particularly a a, a good team or a yeah. stacked team in terms of like talent wise or on paper. And I think he definitely had them performing like better than they should have been, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Right. And if you know Tua wasn't so you know wishy washy early on in his career, I think definitely they would have found themselves in a in, in a playoff spot this year. Um, he was hurt at, at the at the beginning of the year too, but I, I'm just saying that. It was. It's crazy how it's it's shaken out, and it's it's crazy, kind of, you know, the the reports that he's, you know, what he's suing, the lawsuit that he's, you know, putting forth. It makes sense, yeah, because there's no reason that this guy should not have a job. There's no reason. I, I think he should have been fired in the first place. And the fact that the only reason that this is coming out is because Bill Belichick can't text the right Brian. Yeah, I think is absolutely hilarious. And but hilarious in a bad way because I think it really puts the NFL in a very very poor light. Yeah, and obviously yeah, if, if all this stuff is true, I, I hope that Ryan Flores gets his justice. I do hope that he coaches again in the league. He should. He, yeah, but I think you said it spot on. That Dolphins team was really elevated during his time there. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But just need to at least address it because I, I would say that's probably the biggest news. In the end, like I think that's overtaken the the Brady thing because of this new scandal. So anyway, we're gonna go to a, a quick break. We're gonna come back with some hoops. Zach Donaldson is wearing the 76ers beanie, and we're gonna talk some 76ers. Good vibes after the break. You're listening to No Boundaries right here on Com Radio. Looking for some baseball content while Rob Manfred keeps the lockout going? Well, no matter how long the MLB stays locked out, the Ducks in the Pond will still be on the air. Tune in from 9 to 10 p.m. every Tuesday with Logan Barandis, Gabe Angieri, Zach Lambert, and Ben Serpice for all the latest news and hot takes from around the MLB. Step right up and meet the Ducks live on Com Radio. What do you think about the Calm Radio Insiders? They helped us, and that's really important. I couldn't agree more. Well, you heard the man. Listen to the Calm Radio Basketball Insider Show, Mondays from 4 to 4.30 on Calm Radio. Yo, Jordan, you're not going to believe what happened last night. Dude, hang on. i got to tell you about this. No, no, no. You're going to want to hear about this, Jordan. Dude, I'm telling you, you got to let me go first, man. I mean, 
I, I don't even know where to start. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know, man. To hear these wacky stories and more, join Trevor and Jordan on the Game of Life Wednesday nights at 4.50 here on Calm Radio. Sario Media Center. It's Zach Donaldson and Connor Griffin talking all sports, anytime, any place, no boundaries. Right here on Com Radio. Clap your hands, everybody, for, for Philadelphia. Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers. Hey, let's Stop go. Oh, I love it, dude. I've been singing it all day. Sixers. Woke up singing it. They beat the Grizzlies 122-119 to 119 in overtime last night without Joel Embiid. Have to point that out there. I'm getting up the standings right now. Um, I know that half that win back. put us yeah, half, half game, game behind first place. Heat lost to the Celtics last night. We're right there. And not to mention, I also just got up the Western Conference standings. The Grizzlies are third place in the West. Mm-hmm. John Morant Stack has that team buzzing. And Tyrese Maxey... For the most part, went toe to toe with him and won. Thirty three points for Maxi. Uh, his best game of his career when they needed it most. Obviously, it's not the playoffs or anything like that. It's we're not even at the All Star break, but this was a real test for the 76ers, a real confidence booster. They have not been good without Joel Embiid this season. Obviously, he's having an MVP caliber season. When he's not on the floor, this team struggles. I believe it was like. They were three and eight or three and nine when he was not on the floor, something like that. Now one of the best teams in the West, for the most part, one of the best teams in the NBA, comes into your building, and you have people step up. Tobias Harris also put up thirty-one. They get the win. Yes, it was crazy. Yes, it was in overtime. They had to really fight for it, but I thought it was an unbelievable game for them to win, and I think this is going to serve as a huge, huge boost moving into this next part of the season before the All-Star break. How excited were you about this win? Absolutely. I was... I watched the, I watched the whole thing. Even though Embiid wasn't playing, I was like, eh, I want to tune in. You know, see what... Because, you know, Maxi is... He's, uh, he's blown up to an extent when Embiid's not in the lineup. Yeah. And I don't think that's... That's just a, you know, a, a touches thing. Um, but... I mean, this young, this young gentleman is—I don't—he's the same age as me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally the same age as me. Um, but I mean, I—I I can't say enough about, you know, the, the things that I feel for this guy, Tyrese Maxey. Man, he has been sensational in not only, you know, his—I don't want to say. I don't want to say, you know, backseat role when Embiid is in there, but I guess it, it kind of is. My point is this franchise is in great hands with Embiid, and I want to put Maxi right there. Yeah. You know, he's second-year guy, obviously, you know, has, you know, room to improve. We know he can score. Right. We know he can get buckets. The thing is, can he be a point guard? Right. Last night, I thought, you know, that was one of the first times I was like, okay, this guy can be a point guard. This guy can lead a team and do what, you know, he needs to do to to get W's. And it's not even like, 
he's just he's just a scorer. He had four blocks last night, which is yeah absurd. Four blocks as a, as a point guard that just shows you the energy and the effort and the passion that he has for the game and the city and the, you know how much he wants you know to to win and and you know really put in that work that effort that accountability you know being accountable and you know really taking your game to taking your game to new heights for the you know the sake of the team and the organization and it, it's really it's really great really great to watch and i i feel like we haven't given him given him enough credit for the one thing that he's done that we haven't seen in probably close to I don't know, probably close to 10 years. He's been a Sixers draft pick that has just been a normal, non-injured, very good, you know, basketball player. Yeah. He's making an impact on the court, and there's nothing else, you know, surrounding him. Just a great personality. I, I always love his his press conferences after the game. Just continues to, you know, impress me with his poise and his confidence and, you know, his, you know, his intangibles as as such a as such a young player and I, I think I want to give credit to 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 Doc Rivers who I don't know if you want to I don't want to transition into this yet but he is he's done a great job at you know like grouping the players so that they're playing with no let me scratch that scratch it I got I got tongue tied he's he's doing a great job at you know keeping the player's mindset in the sense that hey we got to play with what we have you know right you know the players don't seem to care the fact that the Sixers are the only team in the NBA with a max contract slot just vacant mm-hmm. not injured not you know covid protocols just vacant it's a dnp <laughs> quit i don't want to play for i don't want to play basketball and I think Doc Rivers deserves a lot of credit um, in, in that sense because he's got the, he's got these guys, you know, he's got these guys firing on on all cylinders right now. And six is a surgeon, and it's led by obviously Embiid, but Maxie and the role players last night were, were were great too. Well, so going off of Maxie, you brought up how much you love seeing him in press conferences and how just his attitude and his demeanor is something that's so enjoyable. I just think the the team really rallies around him yeah. and enjoys being in his presence as well. So locker room-wise, on the court-wise, I love Maxie, but don't want to get lost in the fray. I Tobias Harris, I think, needs to be talked about yep. a, a little bit more Yeah, because, yeah, he came out with 31 last night. But just in general, over the past, I don't know, I mean, what, the Sixers are now, 14 and, 14 and 3 in their last 17, or is it 15 and 3 or something? I think fifteen and three after last uh, yeah, night. So yeah, I think it's fifteen and three. Um, Tobias Harris has been a big part of that, and throughout the majority of this stretch, he's really improved his game, and he's started to find more of his niche. Because beforehand, he was having the worst field goal percentage season of his career, like shooting the ball just not effective, super inefficient, um, and he's really turned it around. And I. I, I hope this is a positive sign for the future, and I hope that we can continue with this trend because he is, yeah, we need Joel Embiid, but I view him as the second thing that we need. Like, yeah, obviously with Maxi, great to see him step up and be the guy, but if Tobias Harris is not the second option, I think this team fails. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because yeah, spot on. Yeah, he he should be the second leading scorer in a game. He Absolutely. should be the one who is making a difference offensively outside of Joel Embiid. Yeah, um, and then maybe Maxi takes a backseat to Tobias. Yeah, Harris needs twenty twenty five in that. Exactly, yeah. uh, and he's definitely capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Was not doing it earlier in the season. Was very inconsistent, and his lows were very very low. But he started to turn around. I, I think it's great for this team. I think he struggled at the beginning because we didn't have Ben, and I think Ben created a lot of opportunity for him. Now he's realizing in this new offense with Joel really being the centerpiece, okay, I know how to navigate it better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think overall it's, it's good for this team. And if we were to link him in a trade package, I think he's now much more valuable, even though it's only been two weeks, three weeks. I, I think overall uh, he's definitely improved his his stock, and I think there would be more people willing to bite that contract. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing about Tobias, I think he said himself last night after after the game press conferences, he's better when the team is in a groove and when the team is, you know, in a in their flow. So I, I think it he's really you know began to to find that that groove and you know his position and his his role in that flow. And yeah, he's been. He's been he's been he's been outstanding lately. If I'm gonna rip on him when he's bad, and boy I do, I gotta give him credit where it's due. And he's been he's been outstanding. He's been playing like a like a man possessed. Yeah, it's been it's been great. I, I mean, honestly, I I don't know. I at this point, I'm I'm really at the point where I'm just I'm just saying ship Simmons off for pennies. Really? At this point, I think. I mean, I th- I think what's what's it? Did you see the um? Did you see the report today? I mean, not like it's anything new or, or crazy, but it was another report from Ramona Ramona Shelburne. Um, she said, according to sources close to Simmons, which you know, Rich Paul clutch because they're the only ones who want to come out and talk. Yeah, so you won't see Simmons speaking on any of this. Um, he was upset that Embiid blamed him for last season's postseason loss, which wasn't even the case. He mentioned him yeah. in the quote, but later on he was like, "Yeah." He was like, I, we didn't score here, and then we missed a free throw, and then I turned the ball over. He, he didn't. He didn't even blame him. I'm gonna throw him under the bus. No. And then um, Simmons was feeling, you know, and dip, he was feeling he didn't feel good about that because he didn't throw Embiid under the bus for his poor showing in 2019, which wasn't even the case. He didn't even have a, a poor showing in 2019. I mean, he he was hurt. It wasn't, you know, he didn't play up to Joel Embiid's standards, but you know. That was a whole. That was a team. Yeah. That was a that was a team loss. That was Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard was a man on a mission in in, in 2019. But it's just like it. It just goes to show you that like he, this is a guy who tried to, you know, at the beginning of the season tried to weaponize you know mental health. Yeah. And you know, kind of use that and exploit that in order to you know collect a, a paycheck, just because he didn't want to do his job and take accountability. Like who I don't I can't see like I, I can't see who I can't see a team that would that would take that. I can't see his value going up. I, I I'm I'm at the point where I'm just like ship him off for just a piece because I think this team I think this team is close. I, I think I don't know who, I don't know what, I haven't looked into it, but you know, no team I'm saying no team wants the possibility on their team where if you don't cater to this guy and, and cater to him and, you know, do whatever he wants. Or you say something critical, he's just going to quit. 
I think that's what the league sees him as, and that's kind of what I see him as. And I don't know what you're going to get for him. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think you can get anything good for him really at this point. And I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste a, an MVP year from Embiid anymore. I'm just. I'm sick of reports coming out. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it. I just. You know, the air. The air is over. I officially ended it last night. I taped. I taped. I put duct oh, tape did see that. over my Simmons jersey. Wrote Maxi on there. I'm, I'm over it, man. All right. Yeah, I don't know exactly where I'm at right now. Because, yeah, you make a good point. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I think they might be able to hold off until the offseason. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there's, you know, Maury and James Harden. That's always – they have that connection. Maybe a sign and trade, something along those yeah. lines. I Maybe you're right. But, I don't know. I'm just – I'm done with him. We got our point guard. Real, real fast, uh, before we go to commercial break, our last one. All-star starters – Giannis, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, uh, even though the Hawks are not doing well at all this season. Uh, Then Stephen Curry in the West, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Ja Morant, and Andrew Wiggins, um, his first all-star appearance. Any big things standing out to you there before we go to the break? I mean, I think the big one that everyone was talking about was Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Yes, he's had a great season. But in all reality, that should have been Devin Booker. I'm sorry. It should have been Devin Booker. I agree. 100%. I mean, Andrew Wiggins isn't even – I mean, he's the he's the third option right now. I mean, you could even – you could make an argument he's just four with Jordan Poole. But nothing – not not taking – He I think he should be an all-star, definitely. But Devin Booker, Starter. best team. Devin Booker is the best player on the best team in the NBA. He deserves that spot. I agree. Everything Zach just said. All right. Going to go to a, a quick last commercial break, and we'll be right back with uh, some other news that we read in the news or stuff that we saw, just random stuff to wrap this up, non-sports related. You're listening to No Boundaries, hence the name. We go outside of sports. We do whatever. We'll be right back. Did the fall semester drain your bank account? Are you looking for a job on campus? Well, you're in luck. Penn State Dining is now hiring students for all positions for the spring 2022 semester. Apply now and start earning money. Penn State Dining has great pay and flexible hours, so make sure to get your application in today. Go to foodservices.psu.edu today to take advantage of this amazing opportunity. That's liveon.psu.edu slash student hyphen employment. Do you like hearing stories? How about stories told by Penn Staters? Shoot over to Com Radio and check out Nittany Stories every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. That's right, 7 to 8 p.m. Don't miss it. Don't be a fool. It's 100% free to listen to this hour-long extravaganza. That's right, Nittany Stories is now an hour long. Meet host Colton Pozluski on the airwaves on Com Radio. The tribe has spoken, and it's time for Surviving Survivor. Survivor is the ultimate social game for the grand prize of $1 million. It is beloved by many, and many more get hooked to the reality competition show. Interested in knowing more and analyzing the complicated game filled with twists and surprises? Listen to Calm Radio every Tuesday from 4.15 to 4.45 p.m. to listen to Surviving Survivor. We're back quickly. 
we got to get off the air in a, in a couple minutes. Zach, anything that you saw that you wanted to bring to our attention, to the audience's attention? I do have a quick quirky thing that I saw yesterday. But first, I was scrolling through my phone during the break. Slam dunk contest participants have been announced. Really? Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Juan Scano Anderson, Cole Anthony. Okay. It's going to be electric. I like that. I want, I'm excited to see Green and Toppin because I think they can both fly. But anyways, I was at Walmart yesterday. It's doing some grocery shopping. There's actually a clothing brand called No Boundaries. Really? Sold at Walmart. Did you take a picture? Straight up. Uh, I did not. <sighs> I mean, I think I was going to, but then I was like, wait, I can't show it over the air anyways. Yeah. Hey, you could have shown me, but it's fine. Next time. I'll, I'll go there, there myself. Yeah. I'll be back there. Yeah. I'll run, out of, cool. I'll run out of water soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have something completely unrelated. I have been watching The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. That's my most favorite franchise in the world. Um, I did not ask for this show, but I said, sure. I'll watch it because I'm a Star Wars fan, whatever. First four episodes was not very high on. I have no idea where the show was going. And then the episode last week, I know they're about to come out with a new episode tomorrow but the episode last week they essentially made it an episode of the mandalorian i don't know do you watch the show at all i have not i haven't started it yet but i I will be i won't spoil anything but awful awful i i I hate the direction of the show i just need to address it air that grievance what the heck are you doing john favreau I could not stand watching that episode, even though it was cool, like some of the stuff that was in there. It's just, what are you doing? They have no idea what they're doing with this series. And I'm going to watch the episode tomorrow, and I'm going to punch my wall afterwards <laughs> because I just I get so animated watching the series, and I just wanted to bring it to people's attention so you know where I stand. Um, that's all I got to say, though. Zach, what do you got to say? Where can they find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at Zach Donaldson underscore. Make sure to follow the show's account. This uh, show will be tweeted out on Spotify for your re-listening pleasure, if you choose. Yes, and oh my god, I'm yawning. Didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. I need to get back home and hit the hay, but you can follow me at Real C. Griff on all socials. Not the fake C. Griff, the Real C. Griff. And that's going to do it for us. This has been No Boundaries, episode 11. Going for a dozen, uh, not, I was about to say tomorrow. Going for a dozen next week. There we next go. Week. Not tomorrow. Next week. 6.15, Tuesday. Hope you'll join us. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us today. And you have been listening to No Boundaries right here on Com Radio. Peace.